Sultan, and welcome to Totally Totally Blitz Podcast. We're going to recap USC Perry when everything that went down. Sergey Spivak, Cyril Gone, main eventer. As always, go down, like, and subscribe. Drop it in the comment section your thoughts on this card and uh, how you feel about fighters moving forward and any bets that y'all cashed in this weekend. We do want to hear them. I know I cashed in mine. And if y'all were listening, I gave out the three-leg parlay of all French fighters on the main card. You would have cashed with me. As always, these are your hosts. I'm Paul Pickham, Wyndham Concha, and I'm joined with. You already know. It's your boy, Kev Water, boys and boy, a.k.a. the Don P.Y.E. And I ain't gonna lie to you, Paul. That was hard. I was watching like the French fighters, and I was like, "Damn, Paul just hit on. Damn, he just hit on the fuck. This man, Paul, is going crazy." So like, I was like, "Dang!" Shout out to you for winning the parlay. Shout out anybody that better with my boy Paul. But hey, man, niggas was in Paris this weekend. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was at home, but I was on the move. So tell me how I was. I had um. So this card, the main card started at three, right? I had an event. I had to be that be at at three thirty. Grab fire, casually drink fireball. It's crazy, but motherfucker, I had an event. I had to be there at three thirty, so I got to the event on time. Want to know why? So I could leave on time. A motherfucker was. I was watching this, the UFC card, on the way to the event, and I had my little brother's football game on. Shout out them boys, fifty-five to fourteen. Anyone that knows Kev, him saying that he got somewhere on time is a massive deal. So like yeah. y'all, I feel like y'all people aren't understanding the understanding the gravity of Kev being on time to play. He's not. He's never on time for the episodes that we record. So like <laughs> the fact this man is on time, it should it goes should let you know. You know the old saying goes, he wouldn't even be on time for his own funeral. Like that's Kev. That's the goal. Like it's really to be like I'm trying to get married, and then like and I'm just sitting here looking at the bride. Like yo, you look fresh right now. Oh shit, what's everybody? Oh damn, what time this should start? <laughs> niggas looking at niggas niggas are already walked in through the flowers rain there all that and I'm just like oh shit yo this started when hey well I'm here let's get it <laughs> but so I went so I'm watching the card on my phone I'm watching my brother's football game on the iPad shout out them boys they won 55 to 14 in their home opener um out there in Wisconsin and then motherfucking um and I'm getting to the place, and then I'm handing out T-shirts. I'm like, here, here go your shit. Here go your shit. Here go. They're over here giving. They're over here giving us direction. Get telling to sign a job and shit. Fuck that, Paul. I'm watching a call. <laughs> I'm watching. I, I, I found. I found. I found. I found some niggas that looked busy, and I stood there. And the second them niggas came, I, that was the only time I talked to those niggas. The second them niggas walked off, I went back to watching the car. <laughs> and then, and then my ride after I get handed out all the shirts, everybody got assigned and everything like that. I dipped to go watch the fourth quarter of my brother's game and the rest of the card because I had to see what the French fighters were talking about. So I had an interesting little Saturday. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> hey, and and I, I was, went back to the event after the card, and I was like, "Oh yeah, life is good." I will say the French fighters definitely showed up, and I think this is a betting trend. I think people need to look into. They haven't already. Is what I've been doing is like. The UFC isn't going to go – no Dana White. He's not going to go to a place, put on uh, – where everyone on the card, at least half of the fighters on the card are usually a home fighter, and put him into a fight that will make that home fighter look bad. Like, he's going to get you into 50-50 fights or or give you a fucking trash can to make you look good, get the crowd going. His whole thing is getting the crowd Molly. going so they can – look at Molly Meatball. Like, oh, I was like, Molly Meatball? 
like just like they're gonna find people that these people can beat and from make the odds look as good as you want them to look and then all of a sudden you're gonna cash in i know i did and uh, you uh french fighters went seven and two all together on the card seven and two and it, it really sh one of the losses was because two french fighters were fighting each other <laughs> so, so they really if, if, if it wasn't two french fighters it would be like seven and one and the only loss was the opening fight on the card the very first fight on the card and everybody knows you never buy you never bet on that fight you do not know who these people are do not bet on this fight Facts. Facts. so yeah but or everyone else after that fight didn't lose so i'm just saying like just to, uh, if you haven't already get with the program bet on these home fighters I noticed that's funny that you say that because I noticed that during UFC London, the first UFC London, I felt like, yo, bro, why are these London fighters fucking all them boys up? And then they be looking then, raw too. You be like, god damn, Patty's a gonna be champion. That and it be loud, all that, and then you see them boys fight in Vegas, and you're like, oh, oh, where where'd the crowd go? <laughs> yeah, and I will say, use your mind. I'm not saying bet everything like that. Like we saw. We saw Moreno beat Figgy in the rematch, like, but that's a super close fight. Like, just be smart with it. Don't be like, oh, like, you know, like, don't be super homer about it. Like, just know to pick your battles, and you're gonna have a winning percent. Facts, Jamal Hill. Cause I gotta say, I gotta say, you can say that probably about China. You can say that about um, definitely can say that about Paris. You can probably say that about London to an extent, but. You can't say that shit about Brazil. <laughs> they don't know fuck with Brazil. <laughs> they, well, hey, but the Brazil, the Brazil crowd be fucking it for them. Like the Brazil crowd's so bad that I feel like Dana White just be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Dana White brings his best hitters to Brazil every time. But uh, I mean, let's get into the card, Kev. Uh, you were talking to me a little before this fight, and something that I didn't really pay too much attention to, except for the highlights. But like, what was your favorite fight on this card? Bro, my favorite fight was Lusa versus McKee. I want to say that's who it was. I know it was Lusa, big black motherfucker, looks strong yeah. as hell. Versus, like he, versus like Rise McKee, McCree. Yeah, I was looking. I was looking at Brody, and I was like, "Damn, bro, you eat the weights? Like, what the fuck is this? Big black motherfucker, Paul, fucking shit up. I'm talking throwing anime hands." <laughs> And he get a takedown. I was like, oh, I fuck with you. I fuck with Brody. Yeah, he's a I don't know how nice he is, but I fuck with dog. Big black motherfucker. Looks like y'all we be talking about Aljo be cutting weight. I want to see how much weight this motherfucker cuts. But he's not that tall though. Like Hugh. Hey, over he's, from, he's from the Congo. So like like a lot of these African fighters are coming from the actual homeland. Their genes are just different. Like they, they can you can put two one eighty fivers next to each other, bro. One's from Congo, another one's from America. They're not gonna. That's not the same one eighty five. Facts. Like the Izzy sweat six four and one eighty five is crazy. Yeah, and this guy, you're telling me this guy was one seventy. <laughs> that guy looks like his left leg was Izzy. Like that, this guy was massive. Dude, he was throwing them anime. I fuck with Brody. Anytime I see him on the card, I'm tuning in. And it was the feature fight of prelims. So next fight, I need to see my dog on the main card. But yeah, he got them anime hands. I'm talking JoJo, but uh, fist to the no star. <laughs> Tell him, boy. And uh, also shout out for the two my horn. I won verdict. I didn't win, but I placed top two in verdict. But in the MMA Fools tourney tournament bracket for fall, king of the fall. 
I made it to the championship. I busted everyone. I bust people at the Sugar Song card. I bust people on this card. Like I, I'm uh, the last card I won. I actually came in first place on the last card, and uh, so like now I made it to the championship round. I don't even know who I play, but it really don't matter. Like the way I'm rolling right now, the picks are hot. Nice. I didn't even know niggas is doing tourneys and shit like that. Yeah, you should get into it every week. Uh, it's basically like one through sixteen. You get a spot on the rankings, and then. Whoever has the higher score moves on to the next week. And Fu is making these graphics all himself. He's doing the research of who won, who had the higher score. Like, shout out MMA Fu. Y'all don't follow him, go follow him. He's trying to get to a thousand followers before DCWS uh, next week. And he's only 20 away. No, nah, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't fuck with Verdict. It's cool and all. But anytime I pick niggas on Verdict, that was, that's the only time you'll ever see me miss every fight on the card. It's the odds. It's the points. You'll see some big points on somebody. You're like, mm, I can see it going this way. And then he goes out there and gets knocked the fuck out cold. But it's crazy because any anytime I do the verdict picks, I usually pick on the podcast first. So, like, it's just the curse. Like, no, I call it the verdict curse. I do not get good picks on verdict. Ah, well, couldn't be me. But- but yeah, so besides Belusa, what kind of what, what fights do you expect with? What fight caught your eye? Uh, I liked all the French fighters showing out. Jocelyn Edwards was on the card, got but she lost to a French fighter. I think she was a favorite too. So even the French dogs were barking. But my favorite fight of this card, we're gonna skip the line a little bit because we are still gonna talk the Rose return. We're still gonna uh, talk Benoit Saint Denis. My favorite fight in the card and my favorite bet. I think this might have been my lock of the year, and I just forgot to say it was Cyril Gaunt. It was like when I picked him, it was like 175. Like, I know it's not a pick him, but like, I was up here on the podcast telling him, like, Cyril gone, like, steamrolled the heavyweight until he got to the elite of the elite. Sergey Speedbox, there was never in anyone's mind going to be a world champion. Like, this man beat up Greg Hardy. That's cool and all. He has looked great in his last few fights. Uh, really good, actually, getting finishes and everything. But, or what did Meek Mill say? There's levels to this shit. Like, <laughs> like Cyril Gone was just on another level, and you're telling me like I could get him at minus, like even on fight day it was like minus one ninety. Uh, it didn't even hit like the two hundred number yet, and I'm just sitting here like this is the this is stealing money from the candy. Like, what? Like, so that was my favorite fight, and just how like I said, he showed you there was levels to it, like. He went in there. Sergey tried to shoot a couple takedowns. I mean, I think he only shot like one or two. Looked from a distance, getting shit stuffed. And then uh, gone is this footwork's too fast. Uh, Sergey can never get in position. And, like, especially a heavyweight where everyone's got power, you can't afford to miss. And then, mm-hmm. like, at a certain point, I feel like Sergey wasn't wanting to throw anymore because he knew he wasn't going to land. And the moment you miss, gone is so fast that he's gonna land two or three on you. I was say, I feel like the entire second round he didn't. Yeah, like gone, like there comes a point where at that point I feel like fear is now a factor in the fight. I'm afraid to get knocked out and beat up. So now I'm just gonna get this curl up, and then he's just gonna keep unloading. It's just at that point the fight was over. The ref didn't even have to stop it. Yeah, I feel like you can't do that as a heavyweight. I feel like there are a lot of there are a lot of um divisions you can do something like that in. Heavyweight is not one. <laughs> and uh, I mean, Cyril Gone, shout out to, I mean, I'm a co-sign that boy Marcus, not Marcus, uh, uh Gator Boy. 
I was kind of agreeing with him before the John Jones fight, but then post John Jones, I didn't know how to feel about him. But best striker at heavyweight. Just if we're talking about pure striking, footwork, how fast he is on like he he's throwing shit like he's a welterweight, but yet he's at like two thirty. Like maybe Tom Aspinall is gonna be the one that can challenge that, but even then, I don't think Tom Aspinall is able to throw kicks the way that Cyril Gon can throw kicks. I think Cyril Gon is nice. I'm still. I'm still mad at how much I hate I hate him because of y'all. Because I genuinely was watching him and I did never missed a chance to diss him. Like I I I literally was rooting for bro, even though I picked Spivak. I was rooting for bro, but like any chance I got to, I dissed Brody. So I hate y'all for making me hate um Cyril Gon. But you're those these are facts though. Cyril Gon is in a class of his own. It may not be the super S tier class, but it's a class of its own. Yeah, and then the other two fights that we're going to see. Wait, hold on. Oh. I was about to say, I thought you were going to say something more. But to bring up Tom Aspinall, you know Tom Aspinall was in Paris. Oh, I you know I, he was I there. I in the crowd, but you know, I didn't know. Said, he said he wanted to storm the cage, but the UFC was like, nah. He understands he's not a bully. Brett doesn't want to fight. Cyril Gon doesn't want to fight Aspinall. He's like he's not a bully. I'm not gonna force him to fight. I'll just find the next guy. But I would say it's just getting very interesting because like right now there's some there's hypothetical matches like with Sergey, Tom Aspinall, um, like I feel like the like these are the three that like we may not see them all fight each other, but like those are the next fights to be made at heavyweight because John Jones ain't fighting none of those three. So it's good. Like those are the next three fights. I think everyone's gonna be waiting to watch. And maybe a Curtis Blade versus Jelton Almeida. Like those guys, I think are just like just on the outside of like those three. Facts. Now that'd be crazy to see what that heavyweight division turns into. Uh, but then our co-main event, the return of Rose. It didn't go how planned. It didn't go too well. It didn't look too good for her hands, her finger in particular, but Rose gets beat, Namus decision, 30-27, 29 29-28. Fury, I mean, I feel like there's no complaints from anyone. Like, this was an Namus decision win. She did it in front of her home crowd. She beat a former champion. Did it pretty well. Still looked great. And, like, she's that per like, at flyweight, like, she's, like, right there, too. Like, we're talking about those people that are just, like, right, like, Outside of the title, like the title's in their grasp, they have to go beat the person and go get it. Oh well, I mean, I didn't know that. Um, there were two twenty nine, twenty eights because I respect Rose for that because she definitely broke her um finger in the first round. And this man Pat Barry deserves to be mother motherfucking thrown thrown under thrown under the jail, kid. This motherfucker talking about some. She's like, yeah, I think my finger's broke. You don't need a finger. I was like, what? Did you really just say that? And then people were coming about how, like, Trevor Whitman wasn't in, in the corner, but she came on, like, her story of something and was saying, like, it, it, there's no, like, beef, like, at all. Like, there's nothing. It's just, he, he had to train. Yeah, and I didn't want to bother him. Like, I want him focused for that. So, like, pick a side. I don't, let us know in the comments. Do you believe, is that true? Because other people are talking about other rumors. Like, nah, like. Like, bro, like, so then, like, if, let us know in the comments how y'all feel about that situation. But, yeah. Yeah, bro, I ask no questions when it comes to the Rosie coaches. Ever since I found out that, um. No questions yeah. here about that. 
yeah, the husband and wife thing, I was just like, wait, what? She's like, and then they started when she, I, I don't ask no questions about them. I just keep it moving. No numbers, don't need nothing. I'm going to keep it moving. Yeah, I'll keep it moving when it comes to them boys. But, but now, nah, shut up, Rose. Do you think she looked good at this um, weight class? I mean, it's hard to fully judge because her finger was completely gone after the first round. But, like, knowing that post, I think she could be a, a solid fighter, knowing that, like, she was compromised early. Yeah, that's what gives me um, a lot of respect for her because she was – I do like her fake – I I don't know what it is about her style. It's not that I don't like it. I think it's effective. I got to fight. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like she motherfucking – it doesn't seem like you can win win decisions with this style. But, like, now that I know that her, later find out her hand was broken, I was like, okay, I can respect a little bit more about how she was moving and maneuvering. And she still won around that two scorecard. So I was like, okay. And, I mean, I got to fight for her next in the division if she, if she continues to stay at flyweight. Jessica Andrada. Oh, yeah, for sure. Everybody beats Andrada. That, well, I don't know if that Andrada look bad, but that I feel like that's a better, like, welcome to the division fight than Marion Furio right now. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be like, dang, I need a co-main event. And this shit does sound kind of big. Like, if Andrada would have won, if Andrada didn't book her last two fights, it would have been a good little co-main event. But, yeah, but Andrade kind of went. Those last two fights were kind of bad. Yeah, she went against what two or three, or three or four. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Who do you think gets the title shot next? Blanchfield. But what about Fury? That shit is knocked off. She had, that was the last thing I was gonna bring up. She moved up to three. Tadeo Santos is at four. Um, I don't know, like. She's still young, not young, but like she's she's been. I mean, Furyot's been fighting pretty active. Santos hasn't, so like I feel like Furyot's gonna be more active in trying to get a fight if it isn't with a champion who's next to me in rankings. Blanchfield, do you want to fight? No, okay. Well, Santos, and then, but that's where I think that fight might not happen is because Santos, she uh she has she has some like uh strings of inactivity, so. And she's still young, so there's no real rush. You know, like, you, you can figure things out before you jump in. You're already coming off a loss. Do you want to take a tough fight like this, or do you want to fight someone else? Santos is ranked above Tatiana Suarez. Is that a different weight class? Uh, Tatiana Suarez is not this weight class. Uh, she is the uh, strawweight uh, division. Okay. Lightweight is Grasso, Shevchenko, Blanchfield, uh, Andrada. Lauren Murphy, Macy Barber, Casey O'Neill, Tracy Cortez. Okay, 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 okay. I understand that. I got to talk to Suarez in this division because I'm like, oh, this shit's about to get crazy. Mm-mm. But out of all those names, I think the best fight, I think, is the Andrade for her next from Rose. And Marion, I think she can pick her destiny. You wait it out, you try to fight somebody, you kind of got the ball in your court. Then yeah, we'll Benoit St. Denis. Total ass whooping, second round finish, but first round figured him out. Uh, second round just decided, okay, this guy can't stand with me. Like I'm, there were a couple nut shots early, so we may have to take that real quick. But outside of a couple nut shots, I feel like Benoit Saint Denis just he got the takedowns, kept him on the ground, kept him uh pummeling him, like was active on top. Then even when it got on the feet, okay, like I win here too. <laughs> Hit him with the meters, okay. It's <laughs> like one punch man me, okay. So, like, I mean, this man coming off the bomb win, coming off of this win, lightweight, like, Benoit St. Denise is kind of, he's a guy. 
I was say he's coming. He's coming really into his own as a killer in this division. A and killer for this entire country, truly. Yeah, he's not ranked yet, so I feel like his next fight should be a ranked opponent at um lightweight. Maybe we get him with a steamroller. That's a tough division, though. Yeah, I mean, got steamroller, and right out the people on the bottom five of the division is Jalen Turner, Moicano, Steamroller, Diego Fiera, and RDA. Oh shit! Yeah, so like maybe a Drew Dauber who's also coming off a couple L's, and he's like right, he's right. I mean, he could throw on a banger with Steamroller, so that'd be a nice little fight. There it goes. Well, hell yeah. Well, what's cracking, man? Anything else on this card? No, I mean. I'm I'm happy he kind of was sped up because UFC didn't take the whole time. They didn't waste our life with just nine fights for three and a half hours. So good on them for that. But they Paris showed up. That was a good card. Shout out Cyril Gone, lock of the year right there. I don't think we'll get anything that easy of money in, in anytime soon. Uh, yeah, man. I mean Paris was lit. They definitely had his moments of excitement. Definitely a good time and a great way to spend a Saturday morning. Saturday, Saturday afternoon type shit. And it was the same, around the same time last year. I was like, oh, that's crazy. So I was looking at my memories and I was like, oh, I did get snatched from the last UFC Paris card. Never can I ever just sit down and watch the entire card in Paris. Niggas don't want to see a nigga in watching Paris. But we got to get out of here. Y'all go down, like and, uh, like and subscribe as always. Thank y'all for watching. Stay tuned. The NFL is back. We'll be dropping our NFL uh, we already have the uh, awards out, bets out. We already got predictions out. Everything is out. Uh, only thing left that's coming later this week is the actual picks for week one. Also, stay tuned for the uh, UFC Sid Sydney card. We'll be breaking that down later this week as well. Uh, Izzy versus Strickland. But as always, this has been Totally Blitz Podcast. I'm Paul Pickle Winner. I'm joined with Kevin. Waterboy Savoy, and y'all didn't know. Now y'all know, motherfuckers. <laughs>